Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we chat with your favorite actors from film, television, music, comedy, and more. Wherever pop culture is there, you will find us there waiting to talk to somebody amazing. And today we are talking with director Edwin Stevens. He has a project that came out a few weeks ago, but uh, it's just as amazing now as it was when it released and his been met with phenomenal response. Alice is still dead. What is life after murder? It's a little bit of true crime today. Edwin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, this is a fantastic film. I had the opportunity to watch it. Thanks to uh, Persona PR for allowing us to watch this and to have the privilege of talking to you. Let's talk about this because True crime, I think, right now is more popular than it's ever been, especially even in the world of podcasting, serial, true crime. That's kind of how podcasting became so popular. And really, I think people are just genuinely obsessed with this this concept of true crime, this genre. It's very popular. Edwin, let's talk about this and how it sort of came about for you, the genesis of it, and also what people can expect uh, if they haven't had the chance to watch this film. Almost exactly eight years ago, um, my little sister was murdered outside of her home. And it kind of just sent, sent our whole family in a tailspin. Uh, she was 24 years old, was coming home from a night out. And two people uh, jumped her and her boyfriend in her driveway and shot them both. And it uh, seemed like very random and, and completely out of character that this would be the way that she went out and... Um, there was a long, a long period of time where we didn't know what exactly had happened and who had done it and things. And, and during that period of time, uh, we were just grieving so heavily. I thought, you know, I need to get some of this out. I need to get some of this out in a healthy way. And since I'm a filmmaker, uh, that, that was, uh, came out in the medium of film and it began as just me trying to work through Alice's loss and remembering her. And, and then it became a bigger project where I started flying around getting interviews about her from, from, from some of her closest friends and family and, and um, teachers and things along uh, throughout her life. And then it gradually uh, became um, obvious that this was a bigger story, that it wasn't, it wasn't just about me working through the grief, but it was about others who have had similar traumas, you know, working through their grief. And, and it was about um, what happens after the, the true crime, you know, the typical true crime film is over, we, we, we figure out what happened and why it happened, but the family and, and the, the friends of the victims are still left to pick up the pieces. And this is this has some true crime, crime elements, but it goes farther into the uh, emotional side of, of grief and, and what's left after 
after the verdicts are are uh, come to. Yeah, and I think that's important for our listeners to understand that that as much obsession that circles around this topic, a lot of times, like your situation, it's a very personal thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not just you're not doing this for shock or entertainment purposes, right? It's not like you went and dug up some random cold case and decided that right. you were going to investigate it and try and bring people to justice, which which happens a lot, which is okay. I think that's okay. Um, there's been a lot of shows, truth be told, on Apple TV Plus that sort of takes that approach and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But this is very personal for you. I have to ask, because of the fact that it was so personal, do you find yourself or does the family find itself do you have any sort of closure when you take on something like this, especially making the story of Alice so public and really letting people into the personal lives? Does it help? Because I've had family members pass. Um, and of course, having a family member murdered is, I don't even know how to to characterize that kind of conversation. But as somebody who has grieved and mourned and still is finding closure when family members have passed, does this help in any sort of way or is this like you mentioned, just it's a therapeutic outlet uh, for people or for yourself to sort of work through this and kind of understand it on a more visceral level? Because these types of events, they happen so quickly and then you have to spend the rest of your life trying to uh, piece it all together, so to speak. Yeah, I I found that um, for the first time in my life, there was uh, a big enough traumatic grief that I couldn't just com- compartmentalize it and that um, I needed to be proactive in, in, in attacking the grief head on. And this is the way I did it just because I'm a filmmaker and, and that's the, the art that I know, but I'm sure there, you know, that anyone uh, who is not a filmmaker could, could in their own way, uh, you know, make something beautiful or um, to, to preserve their loved one's memory. And that was the ultimate goal from the beginning for this. And, and in that in that way, I do feel like I do feel like I gained uh, I moved forward. I wouldn't I, I'm, the word closure is very tricky for me now, because when I think about that, I think about like closing a book. And I don't think that Alice's book will ever be closed for me. Sure. I think that um, I will continue reading through it and, and hopefully that I will get further, farther along in the book uh, the more I read. But um I never want to close that book and, and and as painful as it can be, I want to keep that book open and remember her. Um, so, but it, it was helpful to work through it in this way. And, and, you know, because uh, the f- making a film is such a complicated process sometimes too, it was like, okay, well, I get to um, schedule out these goals basically that I'm going to make, you know, this interview, that interview, we're going to, I get to schedule everything. So my mind's busy working on other things while still processing the grief in the background. And then in the actual interviews, you know, I was, I was a, attacking it like a job, like it's, a, it's another film I'm making. Um, but at the same time, still working through those personal issues in the forefront in, in that way. And so it was a nice way to disguise the fact for me that I was going through grief um, and, and working through it because it was just work. You know, this is what I do. Um, so it was very helpful. It really, it really forced me to look at it head on and really face it. Uh, whereas I probably would have tried to stuff it down had it had I not made the film. Yeah, it's a very fascinating picture and very, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed this and had the privilege to watch it. So I think Thank people you. will, of course, will have uh, the benefit of that as well. Um, 
it's available on most platforms to stream. Uh, it released a few weeks ago, so it's been out for a little bit. Uh, I believe on the 5th is when it went out on Video On Demand. Yes. So uh, it's definitely out there for people to to catch and to watch. I want to switch gears a little bit because you are a filmmaker and you have done a lot of storytelling. Uh, you've put together some pretty amazing projects, uh, including uh, Dark Harbor, which stars former guest of our show, uh, Joel McHale. Let's talk about just your career as a filmmaker and how storytelling became a part of your life. What was it that interested you in this and made you pursue this as a career? That's really funny. I, I've been trying to figure that out myself and pinpoint a moment. Uh, there are a couple times <laughs> where, you know, uh, there's one trip where I went up to Canada with my hockey team in third grade. And, and when we came back, I, I just co I collected all the videotapes from the parents and I wanted to put together a highlight reel. And that kind of got the wheels turning for me. Um and then in later in middle school and high school, whenever there's an opportunity to do a project on video, I chose that avenue. So that um, I think that also uh, kept me moving towards uh, the career that I ended up at. But um, by trade, I'm a cinematographer. This is the first film I've ever directed. Uh, so in the past, all the projects that I've worked on have been in, in the editorial or cinematography uh, department. And, uh, you know, I just, there's something about, I mean, we, we all see the world through our eyes, right? But there's something about uh, cinematography. I wanted to be able to light it the way I wanted to light it and choose the angles that we see it through. And it's very empowering to know that you have that kind of control and, uh, well, when it's going well anyways. <laughs> and um, uh, it's its just a really, it's a really fun, creative way to, to make a living, in my opinion. Yeah. I would say anything in the entertainment industry is a creative way, an interesting and fun way uh, to make a living. It's so different than I think what most people are familiar with uh, when it comes to an eight to five job, uh, so to speak. But uh, again, I think all the work that you've done has just been spectacular. Oh, and, I, and I really think, yes, of course. And I think people will enjoy this film. One last question. I, I do like to ask this of everybody that comes on the show. Um, kind of throughout the trajectory of your career and you've had a lot of different experiences either as a cinematographer or as a director you know the circle that directors keep is quite tight i think because you're just it's a different mindset and just a different type of creativity as i said that a lot of people are used to but what is the best advice that you have been given in your career as a filmmaker that has sustained you edwin and kept you moving along and, and sort of motivated you through this wild ride of, of being a content creator or a storyteller. Something that I always think of, um, I, when I was in school, um, we, we got to take this really awesome class. The, the, the school that I went to uh, was called Colorado College, and they, and they do films in blocks, or sorry, films. They do classes in blocks. So each, each class is four weeks long, and you really intensively dive into a subject. Um, but that also means you don't have any other classes going on. So this particular class took place in Hollywood, and it was about Hollywood history and, and the different positions and, and departments that there are in Hollywood. And one person said, you know, this industry is really, really difficult. Um, and very competitive. And so if you can see yourself doing anything else, I would do that. And it's such like a negative way to get this point across. But, you know, film is really difficult. And I think that um, that's pretty publicized right now with um, 
with the potential strike that's been looming, you know, the conditions aren't always great. Um, but you get to work on this, this beautiful medium. And, and I, and I've been keeping that in the back of my mind because there are some very, very difficult days, weeks, months, but I still feel like I wouldn't want to do anything else in the world. And, and if you can find that thing, no matter what it is, and you can, you can devote your career to it. I think that's a very special, like, uh, relationship that you have uh, with your career and so that's that's the advice that I took to heart and I've been trying to keep that in mind ever since and and the passion is still burning in me to to keep doing what I'm doing so until that dies out I'm going to do that (laughs) yeah I mean I've heard that many times from many different people that are in the industry uh, because it's very true you know because as of you as a film director or filmmaker it's still in that genre of of artists and especially people who are actors uh, who go out and audition and the, the rejection rate is so high and, and some people view it as rejection, some people missed opportunities, whatever the case right. may be. However you frame it, it's not like any other job that most people would have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you might go for an interview and you may or may not ever hear whether or not you got the job or not. So right. I think that, it's very true and and it's i like that because it's the one place where there's the most brutal honesty i think about what you're going to be doing you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying because mm-hmm. if anything else is is interesting to you and i've and i agree with you then you should probably do that because this is just going to wreck you if you don't um have the right mindset to pursue it this is a fantastic film uh alice is still dead uh it again is available on all platforms to stream just google it and uh, you can get access to it Um, we'll link the trailer in our show notes to the episode as well edwin thanks for joining us today i appreciate it oh thanks so much for having me i appreciate you that brings today's show to a close goodly do thanks for stopping by if you enjoyed the episode feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe it's absolutely free the views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.